1: See <laughs> you
2: The shoelace, sh- shoebox guitar that I play. And my drop detuning tuning with my old strings. My, my old
3: strings. My
2: old my strings. My old strings, boys. I got the old Jake, strings. Jake, that's the name of
3: your first album. My old what? strings.
2: <clears throat>
3: I my, I'm to make funny noises on uh, this thing.
2: Let I, me tell you a tale about <laughs> the old strings. The You're way, way they were nice.
0: Nico's got a funny
2: noise for you us. Everyone stop noise? what you're doing and listen yeah, to this. Let's hear a funny noise. That is hilarious. Oh
0: my god, <laughs> I haven't laughed like this in years. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Guys, what are we what are we doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? <clears throat> the heck are you doing? We're launching we're launching a website. That's what we're doing. We already launched a website. We're launching say, dot, website
1: dot, dot, again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, we're constantly launching the website. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing about it. But Yeah, imagine Scott like, a like came guy. on, just like, Scott came yeah, on today <laughs> for a special because uh by the time this podcast comes out on Thursday, uh Wednesday is our phase two drop tomorrow. Yeah. Also,
0: Scott, we brought you here so you can give us all your hot takes on uh, British politics. Yeah. To uh-huh. so be prepared. <laughs> we're uh-huh. actually,
2: we're going to solve, we're going to solve Brexit in this oh, no. podcast. Yeah.
0: Tell us everything that's, that's wrong with Brexit. <laughs>
1: it's
2: going to be great.
1: Okay. Or not. I it's mean, fine. Like we had quite, not this Christmas because this Christmas was a coach was a covid christmas but the christmas before it got quite heated uh around my cousin's house to the point where i almost got thrown out of christmas (laughs) because it was (laughs) basically me calling everybody else idiots um (laughs) that usually works out well yeah
2: i like how they do that in the middle of parliament i like how they stand up and insult each other
1: oh yeah in the middle of parliament it's, when you uh, watch it, you just go, What a bunch of children. But that's it's just how it's always been.
2: <laughs> We've been doing the same thing for 2,000 years.
0: I can't believe they almost <laughs> yeah, threw you but, out. Uh, it's that's sad. They th- almost threw you out just because you think it's worth having, you know, the UK being a separate country. It's a, it's we're crazy, right? <laughs> Why, yeah, uh, uh, everyone's agreement, uh, the agreement that the UK <laughs> shouldn't
2: be part of the EU. Let's let's not. How is that, how get is into that so that? unreasonable? How about that? Let's not, let's <laughs> leave British politics to <laughs> the British politicians. Sorry, and not let's to put words about- in your mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: let's talk about quarter digital
0: yeah i know that was just a bit
3: sorry let's not start off this podcast on like all the wrong feet <laughs> anyways hey
2: scott yeah. do you want to come on the podcast and get bombarded with political questions that have nothing to do with all right we so, got exciting
3: yeah. new things to talk about we got this website we also have like this collab with linus tech tips that we've been doing yes let's, and like th- those are some... both super exciting
0: i don't even yeah. know where to start but on us honestly hold on put the website talk on pause vintage mac os Ooh, oh yeah man that's what we're all about here right now you know some men like cars someone men <laughs> like their trucks some men also like mac os 7 <laughs> <laughs> like
2: get one of those babies purring yeah so, so this man likes
3: <laughs> early ios so we had this idea. Uh, I eat
0: macos to, for breakfast,
3: man. To use Photoshop 1.0 <laughs> and to try using that to do things like to do visual effects or whatever, in because you know what would it be? like? What is the first Photoshop like? Who knows, right? So uh, we were kind of poking around trying to figure out how we could do this idea, and I reached out to Linus at Linus Tech Tips back in like August, and yeah. he's like, "That's a cool idea." So, anyways, uh, life happened. Time passed. And then he sent me an email like two or three months ago saying like, hey, so we did that. I'm like, did what? It's like, we uh, got Photoshop 1.0 running on an OG Macintosh. (laughs) And he's like, oh, really? He's like, yes. And uh, when you're ready, we'll send it to you. And I was like, oh, really? (laughs) So so that's super cool. And uh, we got the machine last week. And it's pretty crazy. So The Macintosh is from 1993. It's older than a lot of people here at Corridor.
0: Yeah, multiple. there are multiple people who were born after that computer was made.
3: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> they not only had Photoshop 1.0 installed on it, they also installed some games on it. Now, it's worth pointing out here that both myself and Sam basically got our start on computers like this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on a Macintosh Performa as my first computer, I'm sure Sam was on something similar. I don't remember the specific ones because
0: it was Powers PC before I could like comprehend what the actual like (laughs) computer (laughs) models were, you know?
3: Yeah, but it's basically this machine that we got. And so immediately Sam and I were transported back to our youth, our youthful childlike wonder And, you know, like, hey, computers, wow, these are really neat. Who know? I wonder if this will be important in my lifetime.
0: (laughs) You know what? Actually, sorry. I I know fatherhood keeps it's a it's a recurring subject on the podcast as we're all fathers. But I mean, okay, look, everyone's, you know, even myself, I'm concerned about like screen time for kids and all this stuff. But the moment I opened that box with you and we've set that computer up, I was like, wait a second. Like some of my best childhood memories were like effing around on an old Mac and either making crazy art with it or playing these crazy games before people like before there was like a formula to writing games, you know, and I don't know. It was like something kind of beautiful and I was instantly instantly thought like, oh, man, I I got to get an old Mac so my kid can have that same experience i'm sure he's gonna hate it but um but i don't know there's there's something special there and it really changes that whole perspective of all right you know screen time life experiences you know like are you messing with your kid too much you know blah 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 um but anyway sorry tangent
3: (laughs) well i think the big thing is like the moment you fire up that computer you're like oh no microtransactions no dlc (laughs) no constant (laughs) updates no patches Everything is just shipped as is, and it's a one-click mouse for simple people like me and you. Dude, I can't believe I can't tell you how many times I
0: right-clicked that mouse just on <laughs> habit trying to do stuff. I was like, I need to find the info. And I like right-click and I just hit I'm just hitting the same button with my middle finger.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's an yeah. absolute joy to use that computer. It's just so simple and straightforward. It kind of reminds me of how much. Like, there's some good stuff going on in software these days, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of really crappy garbage. (laughs) Like, there's so much of just, like... Like what? Well, you know, a good example is, like, you know, take Steam, for example, right? Imagine you want to sit down and play your video games. Well, Steam has to update. Steam has to update almost every time you open it, so it should be a quick, you know, 30 seconds to 20 seconds for the program to open becomes one to two minutes pretty much every time you want to use it. And then games have to update every time. And then little by little, they bloat themselves up from 10 gigs to 20 gigs to 30 gigs to 40 gigs. So never do you have just a thing that is, you always have something that's amorphous and shifting and you can't just rely on a game to be that game. It's going to constantly change. It's going to constantly update and it's kind of a pain in the ass. You can't just come back to something. It's not like a book where you can like open it up and the words are still on the same pages where they were earlier. It's like, imagine you put a bookmark in a book and you come back to it a few months later and like now your page is like 50 pages back. And you're like, wait, what? That's what, what?
2: happens because I have toddlers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah said,
2: no, I I hear that. I hear that. I, I, updating Steam was... I've had some of the most frustrating software experiences like just trying to... Because also they, they have all the password protection tiers. Mm-hmm. And so... It's like if you're signing in on a new device, then it's you know there's three layers of removal, and then it's like oh was it that account or was it was it the other account that I had, and then each one each time it has to update. It's yeah, it's a real unless you're using it every day, and you know Adobe does the same thing, and all the software programs we use now do the same thing. Like if you step away from them for a minute, you have to spend an hour rebooting everything once you come back
3: to it. Yeah, you know the See, only that, that's. Uh, oh, the only going thing that's like uh that's similar to like this old macintosh in terms of experience is honestly like video uploads once you upload a video onto youtube that's it it lives there forever you don't really get to change it like yeah mm-hmm. so you make sure it's good and you watch it for bugs and errors and glitches before it goes live people don't do that really that often with software <laughs> these days Just go print and patch <laughs> sorry scott we're talking about you and your ilk you developer types we
1: know know. your types but as we say it's a feature not a bug (laughs) (laughs) so it's like i mean one of the one of the first things that was taught to me is that it was like if you ever say that your piece of software is bug free you just haven't found it yet yeah there is no such thing as a bug free piece of software like sure if it's a really really small program then fine, but with every new feature and every layer and, you know, it just, you know, it does become, in some cases, in a haystack and other times you'll go I should have just seen that. Like, it was so obvious and I tested everything except for that one thing. Um, Hey, so
2: Scott, I don't think it's ever been talked about on uh, the last few times you've been on the cast, but, like, how did you get into everything that you do? cuz when um, i when i got in touch with you you are you had already been in the game for like 10 years of of doing programming and compression and all that stuff
1: yeah so i mean like the 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 roots of it all was sort of um like picked up gaming and computers a lot of that sort of the inspiration came from my granddad who you know in his 80s was was like using Photoshop and was editing, um, you know, with, you know, digital camera, all of the stuff that he did for like weddings for friends and family. Um, so I was always interested in computers and then was going to go to either university as an engineer or basically take my pilot's license and make that commercial license. So then I would do like um Sea oil rig flying or something like that um Mm. and then somehow kind of just landed on computer science um Mm. originally wanted to do games development but was kind of like I won't limit limit myself by just saying games only I was like I'll do the core and then see where that takes me yeah um and then got a job straight out of uni um sort of had two job offers one was near my parents one wasn't so i went with the one that wasn't um, <laughs> not that i don't love my parents but you know when yeah. you're 21 you don't really want to live at home yeah you um, want that
2: separation yeah
1: yeah and then through that company i did some work with um technicolors platform called emgo uh, where i built built their desktop app um and then i started in the world of sony so I then spent the next 8, 9, 10 years um, working for Sony Pictures, building their direct-to-consumer platforms. And that's pretty much where I learned everything from, you know, back-end systems, front-end websites, apps. So
2: can can we officially say that we stole
1: you from Sony? Uh, <laughs> yes, you you can officially <laughs> say that, sure.
2: <laughs> where did you find Scott? Uh, we stole him from Sony Pictures.
1: Yeah. In Culver City, so Sunny. you know, be careful. Sunny. <laughs> Sunny pictures. Sunny boy pictures.
3: Sunny boy. You know that's why they're called Sony, right? Cuz they wanted like a not. cool western sounding like Sunny Boy and they're like that's no, that's cool not. western sounding. <laughs> yeah, that it is. No,
0: it's it a hundred, is. it's it's 100% true. That's 100% true. It's shockingly true.
3: They wanted they a started... call cool... They yeah, this is like after making... World War II, they want like a good old American boy name, and so they're like Sonny, and like they spelled it with one N, so it's Sunny. I'm not kidding you. That is actually not why kidding? they are called Sony. Yes. <laughs> is that
2: like is that like the Evic story?
0: Yeah, yeah. Like his
2: parent, his we. I don't know if his parents wanted to name we, him we, Eric or not, but. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, we're not at uh, liberty Eric. to divul- yeah.
0: divulge that story, yeah. technically, but...
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't know... Wait, is that true?
0: About Sony? Son- oh, the Sunny Boy one is 100% true. Yes. Or I can't
3: tell if you're trolling me <laughs> or not. <laughs> Depends on if you believe no,
0: Wikipedia, Wikipedia or not.
1: Check it out. <laughs> the It's old news. The interwebs says that it came from Sonos, <sighs> which is Latin for... Sound, maybe. Fun fact that their first, their first consumer product was an electric rice cooker.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Like, if they're they're they started off in electronic and consumer products, not in motion pictures. So I don't know.
0: No, go to Wikipedia. We're 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 getting
2: a deep dive. I'm pulling it up. Let's. We're gonna get to the bottom of this right now. I'm pulling it up.
3: Sonny was combined by the two words of sonus and sunny. <laughs>
1: oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, a common this slang is, term in the nineteen fifties in America to call a young boy. Sonny.
3: <laughs> no, this this okay, this is this is the sunny official boy. Sony.com Okay, the company name of Sony was created by combining two words of "sonus" and "sunny." The word "sonus" in Latin, yeah, sound, etc. The other word "sunny" means little son <laughs> <Little laughs> using combinations, Sony is supposed to represent a very small group of young people who have the energy and passion towards unlimited creations and innovative ideas.
0: No, but that's the, the they, they the, the sonus thing was just something they they pulled out of that. They pulled that one out. Yeah, they
1: were like, we we gotta we gotta turn we this can't, around. We can just <laughs> say it's sunny What boy. were they thinking?
2: <laughs> yeah can we start calling can we start calling people in the studio sony sony <laughs> yeah
0: sony like boy peter's
2: our peter's our sony boy
0: <laughs> no just call him sonny boy just just <laughs> stick with the original
2: hey so no it's so much funnier to say sonny sony boy <laughs> is, it,
1: yeah. is it is it um Sunny B to Dean now or instead of child beater dean? Does that make that up? Sunny, sunny B to yeah. Dean. Sunny B to Dean. Sonny B Dean. Yeah, anytime
3: people pick the little boys like Ness or Villager, it'll be like it'll just be different Sunnies. <laughs> <laughs> sunny Ness and Sunny Villager. <laughs> sunny Ness.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So so wow. So that's so that's why you got your experience because like when you First hit us up two years ago. At this point, uh, you you basically said, "Hey, I can build this," and I said, "Yeah." And I told Sam and Nico. I was like, "Yeah, this guy emailed me and says that he can build us a website." Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, like a week later, you had these video. You had a bunch of stuff in place uh, that was kind of like proof of concept. Yeah, and, I, um, and that was pretty cool. That that changed my opinion pretty quickly.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well. It, it was one of those I genuinely didn't expect to get a response and you replied like maybe a day or two later and I was just like holy crap what, like what do I do now <laughs> uh no I that's think that's how most through. people end
2: up most people end up in corridor with that same that same experience like we are we're, we're about to put out a hiring video on the same day that this podcast comes out and uh We're going to get I mean, that's how we've been hiring. And we found so many great people that way. Like we just reach out to the audience and we say, hey, guys, uh, we need somebody that's really good at this. Anybody know anybody or anybody watching this video? (laughs) And um, yeah, and that's how we found Dean. That's how we found Matt. That's how we found Peter. Um, It's like, you know, it's endless. (laughs)
0: It's yeah. basically everyone except Ren, Nick no, Ren, Ren
3: we technically he found us through our videos
0: Ren, Ren showed up <laughs>
2: Yeah, Ren
3: just I remember the day he up. showed up
0: and we were unsure of like who he was <laughs> because he, he was just like I'm a fan and he like drove down to check out the building and we had no idea what was going on we're like who is this guy? like what's going on? and then he just manages to like be in Freddie and Brandon's video
3: yeah. That they're yeah. about to
0: shoot. I know. He Old almost story. had a
3: broken fluorescent light tube dropped on his head. The yeah. shot went perfectly and it fell around his head.
1: <laughs> really? What video? Oh, yeah. I saw I saw that video.
3: The Splinter Cell one where Freddy's shooting out light yeah. bulbs with oh. an airsoft gun. Actually shooting out oh, yeah. fluorescent light bulbs in our hallway with an airsoft gun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm sure Steve wasn't pissed about that
3: at all. No, well, they replaced them. <laughs> but there was broken glass and mercury everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: um scott i, I i'd i like to take an opportunity to just like expand a little bit on everything we just did to the site because i i know that you and i appreciate it you perhaps more than anybody
3: wait wait because wait, wait of... jake i just gotta cut you off this approach is with way more hype <laughs> you gotta okay. be well, way okay, more right, hyped right, about hold this turn off the lawyers speak
2: okay ready yep We've spent the last eight months renovating corridordigital.com for there you today. Not only are we releasing functional filmmaking, one of the greatest educational digital media creative videos and series of all time, we <laughs> yes. also have four new features on our green light page. What is the green light page? Well, through your website subscription dollars, you can put your dollars at work to see what projects we create through the green light feature we've got four new projects we got and the- also last but not least we what? have peter's <laughs> smush brethren game oh we got peter's <laughs> smush brethren game that's right that's right you and can play we did it. an entire makeover of the website and
0: also what's on the green light page up. we got new things on the green light page that's right yeah, yeah we're already alive. still we're still working on the first things and they're coming great. They're coming along great. <laughs>
2: well, you'll be able to see the first episode of Functional Filmmaking right now.
0: Yeah. And we're, we're knee deep in editing Son of a Dungeon. And we're basically on the verge now of finally being ready to do Local Zero, which is crazy. It's taking a lot of work, but that's because no one yeah. else is doing stuff like that. That's why it's hard.
2: Anyways. Yeah. I, when, when we, when, when, you, when I just watched the editing video or the hiring video, mm-hmm. and I, I don't know. I'm honestly questioning how many people exist in the universe that are going to know how to do that job.
0: I know two people and one of them, one already said, no, he can't help us. That's
2: like where I'm at.
0: But what do we got for the new ones? We got the cord or digital
2: forums. Co- we got Ooh. the cord or forums. So that's, that's, It, it I, I you know what,
0: how- you know what, it might not sound like something you accompany like trumpets with where you're like forums and you're like, But but it's pretty sweet, actually, because forums offer a completely different social media experience, something that's not determined by algorithms. And it's not based on a like a this 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 like kind of temporary, you know, flash in the pan style, like, you know, ordering of like how you, you know, consume information
2: Burning um, trash fires, but it's of nice to somewhat it's, it's relevant nice to, information.
0: It's nice to consolidate it because it becomes a repository of knowledge rather than like this, you know, doom scrolling kind of freaking. I got nothing doom better scrolling. doing. Yeah,
2: <laughs> just out there. Hey
3: man, what'd you do last night? Uh, I was just out there doom scrolling. I doom
0: scrolled for three hours and then fell asleep.
3: <laughs> See, that's it. I mean, I mean, all those algorithms are made to like keep you on the site as long as possible. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so, anyway, but it's cool. Uh I don't know what else we can do with the cool art that Griffin and Ren made for it because I feel like I mean, it's got some legs. T-shirt
2: That's got that's got t-shirt written all over it.
0: I know, I know. It does. We should have just We should put-
2: create a pat like Scott has on the mocap hoodie or the mocap crew neck. We should create a pattern with Ren just riding the one wheel through cyberspace. Great. Love yeah. it. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, we just do the nineties internet kid shirt, but it's Ren. On a one I'm gonna reel. write
2: that down real quick, so I don't see. Forget. This is how
0: we need to be doing merch, guys. It's what about when the poor not, stretch?
3: What? What about when the poor and stretch? And then the poor stretch. Sure, that's in there.
2: Sure,
0: and Lehman's tiny hut.
2: <laughs>
3: The best yes, pro shots. Lehman's,
2: Lehman's tiny hut is definitely
0: And and there's gotta be an American flag on the freaking sleeve. Or or the back well,
2: the backwards or, flag, or, the assaulting flag. Yeah,
0: yeah, because it's gotta be yeah. like one of those like you get this one in the middle of Wyoming at a freaking <laughs> Cabela's. It's
2: a, it's a grunt style. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's there's a fish somewhere on it. Yeah. <laughs> anyways, um anyway, so forums. That's great stuff. Yeah, so we got forums,
2: uh, we got corridor live, corridor live. these podcasts. Once that once quarter live gets greenlit, if it gets greenlit, all these podcasts are going to be live. So, yeah, that's another thing. That. Cool. Um, Peter's new bones, Peter's new Let's bones, not forget, yeah, Peter,
1: that that's, was, that, that's the bonus number five.
2: That's not going to be live on Wednesday, but we have a green light feature called Peter's new bones. It's six, it's 206 points only, so. and only you can only put in one point, and for each point. The, there's 206 people at the end. They each get one of Peter's new bones. Yeah, they they, they, <laughs> yeah, they,
0: they each contributed.
2: Now people <laughs> might
0: be asking, "Well, I thought it was only a hundred dollars <laughs> to get him new bones."
3: Yeah, I thought it was only a hundred dollars yeah. to get new bones. Cost, we did our math wrong.
0: We did our math when we wrote that. You need 206 dollars $2. to get new bones because so that's how d- many bones you have. Dollar
1: bone. We had
2: to double the we had to double the price, and then we got charged six dollars of interest.
3: Yes.
1: Packaging, postage and packaging. Long awaited. What else we got?
3: What else we got in the green light page? Well, we have. Dubstep Guns 10. 10. (laughs) 2. Dubstep
2: Guns 2. I'm calling it it 10 because it makes more sense in my
1: head. Dubstep
3: Um, Guns X. Ooh, Dubstep Guns X. X. There
1: it is. The artwork for Dubstep Guns 2 is sick it is i just i still can't stop looking at it it's just it looks so good yeah yeah griffin yeah. nailed it we'll just have griffin yeah, direct really up some guns too we'll, <laughs> we'll just have so him direct. yeah
2: so what what is this nico can you summarize maybe a little bit of, of what you want to shoot there is there a plot
3: well assuming it gets greenlit uh if good listeners here uh decide to help us out and greenlight it the premise is generally that <laughs> the drop squad is all washed up <laughs> like i'm i don't know i spend most of my time on the floor of my motel room sam just has yeah. a nice job at an insurance company and mike <laughs> is no has been nowhere to be seen for the past eight years <laughs> mike has mike mike moves to a tropical island and he has nine
2: children
0: <laughs> yeah, well, i mean i think i think i think you just have to look at you know dubstep guns was based off of the world around us when it was made where a place a beautiful place where dubstep was popular you know it's (laughs) it's people think it's fiction but there's a lot of reality in that story and so you know you look at 10 years later dubstep guns x it's it's based in 2021 a world where dubstep is frowned upon shunned people who listen to (laughs) it or play it are are cast out from society yep um (laughs) yeah so
3: almost certainly I tried to start a dubstep club and uh, I went bankrupt because I refused to play any other types of EDM. (laughs) (laughs) Dubstep
2: only club.
0: Yeah. yeah, It's it's a peek, a glimpse into a few characters who have refused to let go of dubstep.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, the world needs us because there's a rivalry, which is the rivalry of metal music and dubstep uh, on who has the coolest breakdown. Oh, I thought the greatest
2: enemy was going to be SoundCloud rappers.
3: Oh, it's a whole mix of things, actually. SoundCloud rappers, yeah, you're right. Uh, but Mike will be coming back in to help us make it. Uh, we'll be brainstorming and writing together. Um, I don't think we're gonna pull all nighters this time trying to crank out VFX, but uh, it'll still be sweet. Um, yeah. And I do want to have a a sword section where the sword choreography is in tune with the music, just like the lasers were. Sweet. So, yeah, so that'd be cool. Yeah. And it's going to be, this one's a little bit unique because that one's not exclusive to the website. That one's going to be going on YouTube. So, Mm. you know, all the website patrons will be helping us, uh, helping everyone in the world by greenlighting this one because this one's going out to everybody. This is not a keep it for ourselves kind of thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and that's something, um, like, eventually, if we do Son of a Dungeon Season 2, like, when we drop that, we will probably release Son of a Dungeon Season 1 on YouTube and obviously we we put out the first episode of functional filmmaking as a teaser for people to see so they know kind of they get a feel for what the series is um so you know i think some of that stuff's good to do to like draw in a larger audience who might not you know see it or or recognize that it's there yeah um and then obviously we have crew cut season 2 because that's a thing. Daniel's made <laughs> over 50 episodes of Crew Cuts. Did you guys yeah, know that? Yeah, and they're
3: really good. He's really good at it. He mm. yeah, I I, oh,
2: I don't I don't want to I, I don't want to have him hear this and have him get real big for his britches. Not that he's that type of person. <laughs> I was about to say yeah. He's the, he's the he's the most like nicest most humble man. Um but he is an incredible filmmaker. He's yeah. he's been able to find some of these like stories and through lines just through like watching people and asking questions and filming it. It's pretty um, wild. Yeah.
0: Do you think we'll ever do a DVD box set of the vlogs?
2: <laughs> 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 no, but we should probably release like a, a highlight series of the best episodes from season one on corridor crew at some point. Like, you know, just cause again, I think people, I think there's a huge section of that audience that that would would really appreciate it.
0: I think that's a really, really, really good idea because a lot of the the thing is is that even though like vlogs can sometimes be um, tied to the time they're released, um, a lot of the time when he releases these vlogs, you know, sometimes yeah they're about projects, but they, they have like a, kind of an encompassing vibe to them where it doesn't feel like if you watch it like a month or two or th- even a year late, it's irrelevant. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I mean, even, even the release schedule to the website, he's played with the timeline where it's like, y- you've moved into the office and then you haven't, an, and then you have again, yeah, you're right. and then you have not and then, and then you've been in there for like two months and then suddenly it's moving day again. And you're like, what, <laughs> but yeah. it, but it, yeah, but it works. It, it, he really uh-huh. makes it work.
2: Yeah. Cause it's not about necessarily the timeline. It's about the characters. Mm. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, so those are the four things that are happening on Greenlight, and then Peter's New Bones is probably next week. Um, <laughs> so so keep on the lookout for that because it's going to go fast, guys. There's only 206 points; you can only contribute one. So we're just going to throw it up there someday next week and Did- n- not say anything.
3: Now, people who have Greenlit shows in the past, uh, they get a cool little icon next to their name when they're doing, like for example, when they're in the live stream and things like that. Is there a mm. cool little bone icon for the 206 yeah. people?
2: That's that's we're going to do all 206 bones and each person is going to get an individual bone icon. I know. Jeez, <laughs> At
0: this rate we're going to need a flare wallet where people can like choose what flare they actually want to have next to their name or else if people says like they'll say one word and then the username and the icons will take over the entire <laughs> <just> chat.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we, we were going to we we're going to limit it to 3 I think. So people yeah. have to pick their favorite three things. It's yeah. pretty cool, though. And- I
3: like the idea of like you have this badge of honor. It's like I've been here. I helped greenlight this show. Like I was a producer on this show. You know, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: And on the lines uh- of forum, we're gonna yeah. start building out the account feature. Like a lot, a lot more robustly. So we're talking like phone
0: number, home address, social security, <laughs> yeah, <number>. yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, social security, thieves, like mother's, mother's maiden, maiden name, name. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all that's going to be on there. Uh, it's going to be great, publicly viewable. um we're, then we're going to take it all and sell it to a big corporation? It's it's going to be wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah. but we're going to we're going to allow people to um, host some of their own content on there, so that when they interact in forums, like. You can put up stuff and then, you know, <clears throat> show, like exchange that knowledge back and forth. And I also think that'll be a really cool way to like get some more um, videos from people that are members of the site. And then, you know, maybe like once a month we can do like a feature thing for cool videos that people have uploaded.
3: Heck and, yeah. Yeah. Dude, I'm excited then- for like how the site's going to evolve this year because it's, it's such a, a a great opportunity for us outside of the youtube ecosystem to let us still kind of live the life that we've learned to live with the youtube ecosystem but we're like we can be so much less concerned about algorithm and much more concerned with just making good content and that's a really nice thing that the website brings brings to the table yeah, yeah. you know what
0: also though it's funny i uh, <laughs> i've kind of been you know in the back of my head i'm like oh man we got to get these these season one green light shows out you know it's like it's taken months it's been you know like last september and and I'm and I'm starting to realize like, like part of it like when we first started this whole thing, we we're thinking a little bit of like still that mini Netflix model of like all right we have these exclusive shows around here, but you know since all the shows are a little bit bigger, we're we're accomplishing, building them out all by ourselves, mm-hmm. you know there's it's not like uh, yes there's been new hires here and we're growing at the pace we need to grow at to make everything, but you know it's funny seeing our situation versus like still other streaming services and the amount of content that's being put out. And it's like, wow. It's like, well, these are going to be the, the shows we're putting out are big shows. Season one shows are, are, are sorry. Phase one. I guess we're calling it phase one shows. They're all big shows. Mm-hmm. You know, even this D and D show we're looking, we just started, you know, post on it today and trying so to figure such
2: out such a massive undertaking. Yeah. It's we, we like, Holy cow. We completely, underestimated how big of a <laughs> show it was. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think any of us could have known otherwise. Like, yeah.
0: yeah. And I mean, even for a D and D show, it's like, wow, like this is, this is a lot of stuff. I mean, like we we're we're getting it figured out here and it's not going to like bankrupt us by any means, but it's still like one of these, like, holy crap. This is like, it's like, yeah, we're we're talking about eight hours of content and putting as much effort into it as we do with everything else. So well,
3: it's definitely the way you approach things. I mean, this this is our whole like business ethos that we've had at Corridor since we started, which is you know, you look at like Quibi <laughs> or any of the other like streaming platforms, you know, the way they do it is like they get a whole bunch of venture capital money and they go out and they shotgun as much content at you as you can. All. And yeah. it's just a total, like, I hope this lands because if it doesn't, we all go bankrupt. Yeah. And it's like, that's right. not a, that's not a good life to live. Like that's such a like corporate, you know, I'm going to use my golden parachute and get out of this. If it doesn't work yeah. kind of mentality. It's the whole
0: like pretending you're bigger than you are for the sake of like tricking people.
3: Yeah. Right. And it's <laughs> like, if you actually enjoy what you're doing and you actually love your job, the whole idea is not to just shotgun as much content to people as you can. Yeah. The idea is to and enable you to be an your retirement and, package. Yeah, you like you know, our whole approach is to like we want to connect with the people that want to like that enjoy the stuff that we make, and so and we want to continue making the stuff that we enjoy making as well. And like, ideally, those two things go together. I enjoy making things with you know, cool gunfights and explosions, and there's people out there who enjoy cool gunfights and explosions, and ideally, we meet each other on the internet. And (laughs) like, the whole business model has just been the process of building that up in a sustainable way, like. You know, back when we started on YouTube, like the whole thought was like, oh, we can go make a movie Psh, easy. Look like, at all these things. They do wrong in movies Their muscle flashes are always bad. And it's like then once you get into making a movie, you're like, oh, this is really complicated and really hard. And it's really not about you. It's a whole team of people. And everybody has to bring their egg. In. Yeah.
0: You, once you get in the post on a big project like that, you're like, I know exactly why the muzzle flashes look bad in most movies because (laughs) i'm struggling to make ours look good
3: (laughs) (laughs) here it's just like i have so many other things to worry about than the muzzle flashes and like it gets passed off to like some random person and they're just like "Eh, here you go and it's like these kind of look mediocre Mm -hmm. like out of time (laughs) and you're like oh okay i guess we'll (laughs) live with them but yeah you know it's like so there's a whole learning process and a whole team that needs to be built you know around that kind of stuff really at the end of the day good movies happen because there's good teams behind them and you don't just manifest a good team instantly from nothing you you spend your time building it you know if you look at corridor right now you know we've been building a good team by every year bringing on two to three new people and little by little and then it's not an instant, all right, turn around and make stuff. It's a, let's get to know each other. Let's get to understand the content you're making. Let's listen to the audience's feedback and use that to round yourself out as a filmmaker, because nobody just comes out of the gate. Perfect. Like it just doesn't work that way. You need to, right. and the, and
2: the, and the endeavor isn't to like, Hey, we need to, you need to come on so we can do this thing. So we can do that. And then that, that, that it's like, no, the the idea is to try to come up with a situation where we can, can we, we can make like a, a life's work of of artistic content yeah and contribute that to like the medium that is audiovisual art yeah it's like it's yeah it's not something you want to just do in like a year or a month or you know it takes time and and that's part of it that's part of
1: the deal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I, I guess that's why we only i mean we've got Crew Cuts Season 2 and Dubstep Guns is the only sort of real project-based stuff, or, or even Dubstep Guns 2 is is the only, like, dedicated filming piece because Crew Cuts is, you know, an ongoing daily thing for Daniel. So I guess that's, that's why we've got more enhancements, like the forums and the Corridor Live versus, like, dedicated shows is, you know, the fact that you guys had, you know, tactical reloads, son of a dungeon functional filmmaking crew cuts season one and local zero that was that was an ambitious start to to green light i mean it's like you said in in the very before we'd even gone live it was like if all of these get greenlit we are screwed <laughs> yep. and they all
2: did except for tactical
1: yeah
2: yeah, uh, yeah it, that's i mean and those are going to be rolling out like over the course of the year here and then obviously like, you know, in a few more months, we'll probably follow up and we'll do a phase three of green light and that'll have some more narrative stuff in it. And that'll be like kind of for 2022, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, We want to make sure like- we
3: deliver on what we promised people we'd deliver on. Like, you know, we never did a Kickstarter in our entire career here at corridor. We've never done an Indiegogo. And like part of that is just because it's so easy just to not deliver on it. You know? and that's not a situation that I want to be in. I want I w- I want to deliver on the things that we say we're going to deliver on, but it's also, you know, I want to do cool stuff at the same time and bring those two together it takes time. Like, you know, Sam's obviously, you know, kind of the leading creative force behind Local Zero, but like behind that is a whole realm of, you know, animation, motion capture, capture real-time rendering, uh, virtual filmmaking, like all these really cool things that like, i'm totally into and like sam's totally into and like we want to learn and experiment and like make sure we can make cool stuff with that and it's not just like a a quick like <laughs> running out the door and move on to the next yeah. thing
0: yeah i mean when we yeah. put it up on the green light page if i would have made it after it was green lit i mean it would be <laughs> out by now but it'd be really shitty. <laughs> like you, you can tr- you can literally track the quality of how good it is going to be by every corridor crew video that has anything to do with Unreal Engine. <laughs> and yeah.
3: yeah, but we do have like, you know, we do have like a semi script for the thing already, which, which I really like where it's going. It's got some really cool scenes. And it's, you know, I think the other aspect that's important to keep in mind is like, we're not hunting for the most popular shows. We're hunting for doing stuff that's unique to our voice that can't be enabled anywhere else. Like, you know, YouTube, you have to make stuff for a bigger audience. And that's not to say, you know, you can't make cool things that appeal to a bigger audience, but like, you're still kind of playing the algorithm game. Um, but like, yeah, if you you, know, if
2: you want to have success on YouTube, you have to play the algorithm game. That's how it works.
3: Yeah. And then if you're going to make something for like Netflix, you're still playing the algorithm game. It's a different algorithm, but like you're still very much like the executive producer saying like, all right, I need some romance here and I need you to do cliffhangers here. And the subject matter needs like, we need something that's really broad and mass audience. So I can market it into this, you know, portfolio here. And it's like, you're still missing out on like the niche art, like the cool things. Like, like I don't like, let me put it this way. How many Mad Max Fury roads do we get every year? like zero right <laughs> we get zero mad one, max zero every year yeah. and like that's one of the coolest films i've seen in the past like two decades uh but they don't come out that often because honestly that kind of movie doesn't fit into a business portfolio you know it's just a you make it and you hope it turns out good and you hope people like it but that's not really what people do when they have millions of dollars at stake you know if they have millions of dollars at stake they're going to go with the tried and true method where it's a known commodity But we get to do something like Local Zero, which has a pretty unique plot and a really unique idea that is cool. And I think a lot of people are really going to like it because it speaks to a lot of people's modern experiences with both gaming and like virtual lifestyles and living online, so to speak, and that culture that's around that. But you won't ever get Netflix touching something like that. And if they do... It might be cool for a couple episodes and then it's just going to become the same generic, like, got to hit the numbers, got to play, you know, you know, got to fall into the sitcom, you know, aspect of the whole thing. But yeah, you know, and I'm also not saying there's no good shows on Netflix. There's obviously a lot of great shows on Netflix, but it's just what everybody has been enabling us to do with the website is is they're letting us forge this new type of entertainment. And it's, you know, we're starting, it's a little slow and we're starting small because we're a tinier company by, you know, by everybody else's standards, but I don't know, it's just really exciting. And the fact that we're hitting this second iteration of the website, it's going to be exciting a to see how people respond to functional filmmaking, B to continue growing the website and trying to g- gather enough of a subscriber base to let us really pursue these narrative pieces with some budget. And, you know, I guess C will just be like what happens this fall or next, you know, next winter when we've kind of moved through this phase and entering phase three. You know, we've got yeah. we'll have uh, some experience under our belts. It's like then what happens? Like that'll be really well, cool. The,
2: yeah, it's it's. I mean, it also like as we're seeing with like the forums feature, like why are we doing that? We're doing that because it it's it's it gives you a tool. That didn't really, there wasn't really an outlet for it that we had sort of direct access to in a way that like, I guess, calls upon, like Sam said, the, the knowledge base that that will be built up there and the ability to take that and then bring it, bring it to be. Um, we didn't have like a place for that before. We're like, hey, that's a good idea you know somebody should do that but we didn't now we have a place to do it um so it's 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 beyond just it's beyond just even like the narratives and and the the other like it's it's like i see it as there's so many different now avenues that we can take with it um that we still maintain that nimbleness that we've always had to have with youtube Mm -hmm. but um you know now it's just uh, uh I guess there's a lot there's you can take it into you can take it into the twenty like there's twenty first century honestly, it's like that's that's where that's what I'm feeling with it, yeah I mean,
1: anyway w- one of the things that I think I love the most is that like green didn't exist for the first maybe like six months, six plus months that we were building the website like originally yeah. it was just let's build a website let's bring in more revenue that can fund projects. And then, you know, I think it was either Nico or Sam came along and said, actually, we kind of want something that's a little bit more. And then I I can't even remember how Greenlight came into conception, but it did. And then as soon as it did, it was, it just made so much sense. And, you know, whilst the offering isn't ridiculous, we don't have 10, 20, 30 shows for people to pick. It's, you know, uh, something that is evolving and, you know, with each iteration of green light is, is going to grow and change as we figure yeah. out what did work, what didn't work. Um, you know, it's something pretty like, dope like the- man. Like
2: in, in a couple more years, there's going to be a huge library on there and it's going to be mm. really, I, I think really cool to see it, to look back on it. At
3: that I'm point. just waiting for somebody else to copy our green light feature.
2: <laughs> I know. I called my buddy who's a patent lawyer about that. And <laughs> it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's patentable,
3: but dude, just give it like give it give it like once our site gets a little more notoriety, like just give it a minute and then like Netflix is gonna come along and be like, vote for which show we make next. And then it's like, yeah. oh
1: there it is. <laughs> With Netflix, we've we've got three billion dollars. Where do you think we should put it? It's like damn <laughs> They did it way better than we did. <laughs> like, I mean hey, you did know, props fast. to those guys though. They started by
2: sending out DVDs in the mail.
3: <laughs> yeah, know? and then the first ones to be like, what if we streamed these couple crappy movies that we didn't have to worry about rights, you know, like distribution yeah. rights for? And then everyone's like, "We love it." And it's like, "Oh." Right. <laughs> I remember in
2: in it was it must have been about 2004, my, my buddy Joe had his mom had a Netflix subscription, and it was, you know, 2.99 or whatever a month, and they'd mm. send you two or three DVDs and then you had to send them back mm-hmm. and then and then you get and then your subscription continued can you imagine trying to manage that logistically like
3: yeah screw that it's <laughs> such a it's such
2: a different model than it is now i mean i guess amazon started as a book company right you know so yeah, yeah. think
1: about speaking, that. speaking of netflix but at least you anybody... didn't have to return the books yeah that's true yeah
3: is anybody watching the new f1 uh season on netflix no no Man, it's like the best show nobody watches it. What, F1, like racing? Yeah, F1 racing. All right. Really? So, imagine you're an average person, an average American who doesn't give a crap about F1 racing. <laughs> okay. <Perfect. laughs> I think All right. you, you got a great audience. All right. So, that's describing probably everybody here. Um so, now imagine I came along I said, "What if since you don't give a crap about F1 racing, what if I just took every single race filmed it with a bunch of phantom cameras and helicopters and drones. and made it look real pretty. I had GoPros in the cockpit. I had voice recordings for everybody. And what if I edited every race down to only the important parts? So the crashes, like the malfunctions, like the team drama. And then what if I also gave you a little bit of context before each race as to why it's important and what's at stake with each character, both in terms of their careers and their rivalries. Mm -hmm. And then you got to watch it all play out on the track in real time. And what if I took those multiple hours of you know sports bs and made it 30 minutes long sports bs <laughs> you would probably like that sounds like a lot of fun like, like what if i buy like what if i said like hey i know i'm sold i'm yeah. sold
0: I, I love watching racing but it's like i can't watch much of it like a lot of yeah, like the three hours stuff.
1: on a sunday
3: yes no thank you like here, here's just 30 minutes by some really good editors with some great phantom angles of cars just shattering into a million pieces at, like, 5,000 frames per second. And you're like, yeah,
1: that sounds amazing. I mean, (laughs) I I do know some people that have watched the Netflix series and now watch F1 and are really into it because of the (laughs) Netflix series, where they're like, I didn't realize F1 was that interesting. It was like cricket. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well,
3: it's like, you know, when you, like, turn on the TV, just like to the layman, like, it's hard to kind of see what's going on in a race. And mm-hmm. it doesn't seem all that crazy. It seems like everybody just drives the optimized route and that's it. But once you start watching the series, you start realizing like, I mean, engineering is such a huge part of F1 racing. I'd say even more yeah. so than like, you know, uh, like car racing or whatever, you know, the Daytona and stuff is NASCAR racing. NASCAR. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. engineering is a big part of that too, but And F1 racing, it's like, it's a huge part of it. It's way more like, you know, here's your constraints, go crazy and do whatever you want within those constraints. And so all these people are coming out with crazy different, like, you know, things on their cars and like technological advancements. And, you know, they're protesting to like the, like the FIA or whatever to like, be like they can't do that with their car. Like, for example, in yeah. like in the first episode, Mercedes has a thing where if you pull your uh, steering wheel in and out, it turns the front tires in and out. Like you know, like a pizza wedges them. You know, like like when you're skiing, and so mm. they could do that to get like extra traction when they're going around a, a circle, like a corner. And they, you know, once on a straightaway, they pull the thing out, bloop, and the tires go straight, and they can go faster. And right. all the other teams are like, what? You can't do that. And they're like, oh, we can totally do it. <laughs> and so it's like little things like that, and you get like the dynamics of it all, and like drivers are constantly being poached from team to team and like contracts are being negotiated so you get like drivers who like they're leaving the team at the end of the year so they're just like screw you I'm gonna do whatever I want and then you get like rivalries in the track where people within the that's same so team it's are like, like, crashing like, into I, each I other I feel like
0: I'm, I'm this is like speed racer you're describing a it little bit it is speed racer where they're like <laughs> see
3: Sam
2: you can't make fun of all sports all the time I know
0: that's so funny yeah they're like <laughs> you can't
2: do that you can't do an oil slick
0: <laughs> that comes out the back of your car He's like oh yeah
2: <laughs> well, for
0: example, so
3: flame torch. <laughs> so Mercedes is the, like the best team, and they have like a number one driver, and they have their second driver who hates that he's like being called the number two driver, right? He's like, I'm just as good as this other dude, but they always put him in first place, and I'm stuck competing. And like, so they they're doing a race, and you have to qualify before you do a race where you just do time trials, and that your timing dictates where you are in the grid. And so, of course, the number one driver gets you know the best time. And this guy is getting the number two time. But he's like, you know what? When you're starting a race on this track, because it's a big straightaway, you want to be in third place because you want the car in front of you punching a hole in the air. And that gives you the boost around the first corner. And then you can take the lead. And so as he's doing his qualifying time, and you're like, All right, you got the second best time. He's like, Cool. And like, cool, uh, feel free to, you know, step off the gas. He's like, Cool, whatever. And then he continues like driving fast on the straightaway while the Red Bull car behind him is starting their lap time. So he ends up giving them a full like draft boost. For that part, they're like, why are you doing that? And he's like, no reason. And the whole reason is because he wanted to give that guy a little bump in time so that that guy would get the second best time, and then he'd have the third best time. But he, like, didn't <laughs> listen to his coaches. He didn't listen to anybody. He's like, I'm just going to do this because I'm tired of being the number two driver. I'm going to take first <laughs> place in this one. It's like, you don't get that from just watching it on TV, but they give yeah. you that in this in this show. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. Also, mm-hmm. anybody seen, see Congress Godzilla? I've watched
0: most of it. I I i got two thirds of the way through and then I just watched the sweet fight at the end. Dude, how about that boat fight? It was great. Yeah. Pretty cool. I watched it with Gideon and he was like, Dragons, oh yeah. And like I was like, <laughs> Thank God you're not scared of this. Now I can like now I can watch these movies in the morning. <laughs> Six AM. It's like boom, Godzilla, we're doing it. <laughs> but uh, no, it's great. It's, yeah. so, there's some great spoilers that we could talk about. It's it's not even a spoiler. <laughs> it's like wrestling it's like you're it saying is re-
3: godzilla versus kong is it's, it's, it's versus like, godzilla.
0: I, if i'm gonna tell you dude the undertaker shows up and starts fighting and you're like dude come on spoiler, spoiler alert it's
3: all like, right if you haven't seen the movie yet and you give a crap about spoilers
0: <laughs> it's freaking mecha godzilla in there i'm like yeah hell yeah robo dinosaurs and shit yeah i'm like this is great like, the movie's dumb, though. The movie's dumb as hell. It's, it's so, it's, it's, so it's, dumb. It but it's like they it's Kong know it.
2: versus Godzilla.
0: I watched a review that they were like, this Hot. movie is like, it's like, this movie feels like it was written by a six-year-old, and that's a good thing and a bad thing.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah. And I will say, the CG in that movie is so well done, and they do some really cool stuff with it
0: my only part though is that like there's a sub there's a conspiracy theory subplot and I'm like dude this is like this is like almost funnier after the QAnon stuff where I'm like I'm I'm, like it's like this girl read someone's Twitter and has like decided to break into government agencies based off of what she read on the internet like that's a a huge plot line she's a hero and and it's like it's funnier and I feel like they could have maybe leaned into that a bit but wow yeah yeah
2: (laughs) it's amazing um all right real quick before we end here scott what was the what was the best thing about getting the site to this point and what was the hardest thing about getting it to this point
1: uh well the best thing generally is the reactions in the comment section whenever something changes like there's a couple of people in particular that always comment and it's like it's that thing where it's like i kind of secretly know them because they just they always say really nice things you're like Um, the
2: bartender you're like
1: yeah it's the usual huh yeah but it's like (laughs) no it's, it's super like you know sometimes software developers don't get much recognition for the work that they do so having kind of that really close connection with like People complain about stuff. And then, in fact, most of the time when people open up support tickets, they're like, hey, Scott, I've got this problem. <laughs> you know, so people people know that I'm answering those tickets wow. before yeah. I've <laughs> even replied. Um, <laughs> the worst part, this is going to sound stupid, but video. Video is just like, yeah. it's so easy. There's so many different options and variables and configurations for video doesn't matter how long you've done it for it's it's an industry and a technology that is always changing so you know yeah we haven't had too many issues but it's it's a lot more pain than you know than some people may appreciate when you know they click a video and it plays and it's like well that took a a lot to get there in the first place yeah Um, (laughs) Anything from a dying server to you know just format issues. So, to
3: your mom picking up the phone in the middle of your download. (laughs) Dude, that's a Macos joke. That's an old Macos joke. (laughs) (laughs) Macos for breakfast. (laughs) All right. Hi guys. Well, is it time for our musical outro? I think so. All right. Here, I got a little song I've been working on. A little cover, a little yeah, that's right, a handpan cover from another handpan song. Here we go. Really? All right, yeah. let's hear it. Sorry, we're not getting any banjo or guitar yeah. for this outro. Is this,
1: is this a Nico original?
3: It is not actually. I did not write this song. S-
1: I might solo over the top of it. Just so cool.
3: Little. All right, this was written by Kate Stone. kind of hard playing with the microphone here because it gets in You're the way my songs hands. songs
2: on that thing now? Yeah, man. Are you Are learning songs? Sweet. All right. Next time on the Corridor Cast, we do an entire hour of just improvised hand pan and uh, people are in dubstep hand pan dubstep hand pan and the, And the reading of Chinese Proverbs next time all right all right peace guys bye. check out yeah if you didn't get that already from from the hour <laughs> thanks Scott.
1: all right cheers guys bye
3: see ya